0: All right. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Kings and Priests podcast. It's good to have you with us. And our sponsor this month is Better Together. Uh, Better Together is a nonprofit organization that helps parents who are going through a difficult time keep their children out of foster care, helps them find work and address the root causes of their struggle so that they can reunite as a family with the tools and support system to thrive. So, uh, they're privately funded, volunteer-driven, and uh, they have a couple of programs. One is called the Better Families Program, where host families are able to uh, care for children in their home while the parents of the children work with a mentor to get back on their feet. Uh, the, the other program that I actually really love and think is incredible is called the Better Jobs Program. So this was created to address the 76% of families uh, who can trace their housing crisis Uh, to job loss. And so through local church partners, the program provides supportive job fairs and job coaching. So they partner with churches from all around the country. Those churches then get entrepreneurs and business people from their churches to say, Hey, we'll donate and offer up an hour of our time a week to give job coaching, helping people make resumes um, who are coming out of a difficult time. So it's a really, really cool uh, organization. And they're our sponsor this, this month. So better together, uh, you can check out their website. We'll get those links to the show notes. Get your church involved and find out more about what they're doing. Dean, hey, what's, what's up? Firstly, what a great sponsor! I love that. Yeah, they're uh, amazing. Based in based in Florida. Cool. Um, well, where I happen uh, to be right now. Where you happen to be?
1: Sunny West Palm
0: Beach, where nice. it's actually not been sunny.
1: Um, it's been like almost a mini hurricane for three days. <laughs> so it was good. Been indoors. Been at a great conference. Spent some time with John Maxwell and a bunch of church growth guys and you know doing my thing drumming up a bit of business and, there you go uh, yeah it's been
0: good west palm beach is a pretty place to do it right you know what i've never been here i never have either yeah um, so uh, but you know even trump, in the, is, in the trump has invited thing. me trump has invited me a few times to mar-a-lago but i, I have just always been busy i've always been busy when he invites can, me you know
1: <laughs> i can almost see mar-a-lago it's like just <laughs> over there
0: so, yeah. <laughs> oh man um well okay today's gonna be fun because i've got uh a quote from peter Thiel that we're gonna nice. dissect uh i think we're going to um dissect some recent comments that our uh friend jason calcanus made Ooh, okay. um that i think will be will be really fun and then um if we get to it We're going to talk about advertising legends, uh, David Ogilvy's Ogilvy's rules for business. So first, let me pull up this uh, Peter Thiel quote, because I think it's really interesting. The idea here is that, uh, and this is from the Founders podcast, which if you don't listen to, you absolutely need to. It is is phenomenal. Uh, And he's done a few episodes on Peter Thiel. But here's a quote from Peter Thiel on distribution. Uh, He says this, he says, it's better to think of distribution as something essential to the design of your product. If you've invented something new, but you haven't invented an effective way to sell it, you have a bad business, no matter how good the product. Then he says, superior sales and distribution by itself can create a monopoly, even with no product differentiation. The converse is not true. No matter how strong your product, even if it easily fits into already uh, already established habits, And anybody who tries it likes it immediately. You must still support it with a strong distribution plan. So the basic argument this is bringing up is, is a good product good enough? And what is the most important product or sales and distribution of that product? So obviously, Peter Thiel calls himself the contrarian with that opinion. What do you think about that? Well, I can hear all the product guys' heads exploding, right? Uh,
1: (laughs) No, all you got to do is build the perfect product and it's going to sell itself. Mm -hmm. Um, The sales guys here, I've known this for a very long time.
2: Mm -hmm. We've always um, been
1: right. We've always been right. We've always been right. (laughs) Um, And I agree with Peter Thiel on just about everything. I I do think, um, obviously, it's both, right? Like, you've got to have a product that, you know, finds product market fit, um, serves some kind of need, fixes some kind of problem, fills some kind of gap, does something better. It's a better mousetrap, whatever. So you've got to have the product, obviously. But really, if you don't have a way to get that thing out in front of eyeballs and get people buying it, you're dead in the water. There's been a, a million great products that have never sold. And so, you know, like think back to like the infomercial days, you know, when I was growing up, probably less so now, they're still around. But you get these guys on, on television, like, okay, in the modern, like, parlance is the My Pillow guy. Yes. Yeah. So it looked like, and I read some of his book. um, He developed this pillow and he would go to trade shows and he would sell the pillow or he'd go to these events. And then like, he obviously is a good salesman. I've tried them. Like I'm not anti my pillow. It just doesn't work for (laughs) me. I need a lot more support than the little chunks of foam. My wife happens to love it. So we we have a ton of them. Um, But I like, I need a foamy thing kind of in my neck. Anyway, Mm -hmm. that guy obviously built a product and he after he got some kind of product market fit he just bought every time slot like on fox news for the last like 10 years and i don't know what his revenue is but you know that's kind of a classic right his distribution was him for 60 seconds six times an hour on fox news telling people and and that's just that was his distribution you dial the number and away you go like Mm -hmm. that's that's kind of easy to understand Mm -hmm. Software um is different. Um you build your product and somehow and usually you don't have the money to, to get Google ads in the early days, right? You gotta you know, in the early days we created content
2: mm-hmm. that
1: talked about the product. Mm-hmm. That when people started searching, you know, church giving, mobile giving, we'd written but by now, like we have three hundred and fifty thousand people a month visit our blog because of mm-hmm. eight years of content. So that's a that's a it's a long game, but it's cost mm-hmm. you nothing. You just got to write a blog mm-hmm. on every day, edit mm-hmm. it. That gets now. You just got to use Chat GPT now. Just use yeah. Chat GPT for, and literally, in five minutes, and I've done it. A bunch. Mm-hmm. Um, we're doing it for month, prep soon. Shameless plugs mm-hmm. coming out. Mm-hmm. It's going to blow people's mm-hmm. minds. Um, it, but it basically, it's going to you would be able to write a blog in five minutes, and it's not like mm-hmm. hey, Chat GPT, write a blog about you know digital giving. It's like, hey, give me five points on this, give me three examples on that, show me some research on this, and then you just say, um, edit the above into mm-hmm. 800 words. And mm-hmm. So that's about five minutes worth, So
0: it's Yeah, and there's this new quote that uh, I've been seeing going around lately that attention is the new oil. And mm-hmm. in so many ways, that's true. I was just interviewing a guy named Justin Wise. He said, you know, I've consulted with – he's a head digital marketing agency for a long time, helping small businesses and medium-sized businesses – and he said, it's the same every time I talk to anyone. I saw your content online. Mm-hmm. I'm on your email list. How do we work mm-hmm. together? He said, right. "If like, that's the, he said, yeah. that's it every single yeah. time. If You can figure that out. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, distribution. Um, are there any products you can think of, though, that maybe started, like, like, I was just trying to think is there any is there any product that we can think of or that we can trace back and go okay maybe maybe the product was just that good like a product that's oh. really difficult to get or i mean you know not not a commodity or something that you have to have but like i was yeah. trying to think like is there something that's just that i mean apple
1: is probably mm-hmm. in my head or, mm-hmm. you know they just made pro- they had a brand they had a name but, you know the, the early products were tough and Remember the, that big all-in-one, colorful, I can't remember what it's called now, mm-hmm. probably early thousands. Um, the products were just awesome. And Johnny I have just, so the iPhone comes out, everybody knows Apple, and Job stands up. And, you know, the iPod is like, here's a thousand songs in my pocket. It's like mm-hmm. just genius stuff. But then you bought the product, you fell in love with the product, and you never left. Like mm-hmm. Apple people never become Android people. I, I, I don't right. know what the, the numbers are. I guarantee you it's less mm-hmm. than.
2: Yeah, it Plus doesn't zero, yeah, zero
1: percent switch
0: percent unless you percent. have to. Yeah,
1: doesn't happen. Once mm-hmm. the ecosystem mm-hmm. just sucks you in forever, right?
0: Yeah, they, they exactly. got a new
1: lightning cord. You know, every five years that drives everyone insane, but it's just crazy. right. <laughs> um, you know, I can think, think about services. You know, products are uh, think about having a service. You know, our favorite plumber that we always talk about. His distribution mm-hmm. is word of mouth. Happy customers telling other people. Right, he can put he can put his phone number on his trucks. He can, you can know, go and kind of rustle up business. But really, if you're in services, it's all referral. And that's mm-hmm. the cheapest and best way. Um, it's the same for software too. Like, hey, I've been using this, you should use that. Um, that's why you should always look after your customers, make sure they're happy, make sure they're going to tell 10 friends about the great experience you gave them, go over the top on service, and you create a distribution network of happy customers. Pretty easy to do. And almost free.
0: Yeah, no, that's great. Okay, next up, I, I, I and and listen before I pick on Jason Calcanis, <laughs> I want to at least let everybody know part of his brand is a like he likes to troll a bit online, totally. so you can't ever tell. For sure. Yeah, he's smash mouth, and you also you know he he likes to cause controversy. He he knows what he's yep. doing on that front. So before yep. we jump into this, I, I you know I'm not trying to throw him under the bus because he is a provocateur, but. So um, last week, this guy who I don't follow posts uh, a new um, memo that went out to all of the employees at one of the largest law firms that uh, reps big tech companies, and it was this new um, basically directive. And and he posted this guy posted, and it's it says this: it says the new non-negotiable expectations. Uh, and so they sent this around to the whole staff. And I want to read some of these to you. And then I want to show you what Jason Calcanis responded to this. And I think it opens up a cool combo for us. So um, so some of them are this. Uh, you know, It says, uh, this law firm, um, you are now playing in the big leagues, which is a privilege, so act like it. We are in the business of client services. You are the concierge at Four Seasons. Um, the client always comes first and is always right. If a client wants a mountain moved, we move it, no questions. As a junior, your clients are the associates and partners on the deal team. You are online 24-7, no exceptions, no excuses. Clients expect everything to be done perfectly and delivered yesterday. Someone is paying $850 an hour for your time. Think about that in everything you do. <laughs> uh, take ownership of everything you do. And then and he then says this. Uh, Work from home is a luxury. Don't take advantage of this. Buy a full home setup, two monitors, docking station, keyboard, mouse, and a working phone, or come into the office. No poor connections, no excuses. See number three and number five. (laughs) No questions until you've tried to figure something out for yourself. Google unfamiliar concepts. I mean, this is just hilarious. Can't figure out the the answer. Talk to your classmates. And then I don't know is never an acceptable answer. This is your career. Embrace that reality and always put your best foot forward. Mm -hmm. Um, And so this guy tweets it and says... Yes, this company finally put said the quiet part out loud. Nothing uh, matters but the f- nothing matters but the firm and generating billables. Your family, your health, you doesn't matter. Just bill <laughs> 24-7, no excuses. So Calcanus responds, <laughs> objectively, this is a roadmap to be insanely successful. <laughs> right. Basically saying, I like it. And then just goes back and forth with this guy. Yeah. And then a couple minutes later posts, um, a question question, what CEO misses his oldest son's wedding to close a deal? And then answer <laughs> the most successful one, yeah. uh, which then triggered everybody. So right. I guess what I want to talk about is this idea. And we've talked about it before mm-hmm. of the hard work, no excuses, grind 24 seven mentality like and culture. And I, what's funny because I read this stuff and I don't, I agree with part of it. I get it, right? Oh, no, totally. Um, I agree with I'm like 99.9 percent of it. Yeah. So let's talk about that. Like, mm-hmm. and then obviously Cal Candace makes it extra, yeah, it juices it extra up. personal by using a, you know, hey, miss your kid's wedding. It's worth it. That means you're a good CEO, which we obviously yeah. know that's just that's kind a little of, too far, <laughs> a, a little too far. But like, let's talk about this. What do yep. you think? Um, I know the kind of boss and manager you are, um, and what what makes you. I don't know. What does this make you? What does this make you think? So, I, I think the
1: premise of this is absolutely correct. If you're an entrepreneur, or if you're going to work in a highly competitive um, industry where everyone is trying to beat you, your coworkers included, so this is a law firm, right? Um, they got rows and rows, hundreds and hundreds of associates. You know, come in every year. We've all seen the movies, right? Like you know the John Grisham mm-hmm. books, and, and how hard <laughs> it is, and being an associate and coming in, and you know I've I've gotten to see up close and personal how you know private equity firms function with these juniors coming in, and you know they just they they just ground to dust. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I was talking with my wife the other day. She she worked in a very kind of competitive environment, and they would have interns um, that would come in, and the interns would get the coffee, and maybe they'd get. You know, they're just picking up stuff right through the summer, and we're with some friends. And the wife's like, "That doesn't sound right. Like you're just using them." And Pauline goes, "Exactly. It's a privilege for them to observe anything. Do I make them get my dry cleaning? Of course I do. The way you know, it's like, but it's this is a privilege. This is not. These aren't mm-hmm. handed out for free. Mm-hmm. This is a mm-hmm. true meritocracy. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to win in a race, you." have to be the best mm-hmm. so kind of which is a little bit okay boomer right that's that's my generation that's that's how we we're raised mm-hmm. right millennials you know not not too much we pretty good now we're in this mm-hmm. like gen z world where there's there's a sense of entitlement and you owe me and it's a privilege for this company to have me that is crap
0: i know like, it's it's, it, it, it's it's wild
1: it is it is like so look it, it, there's a way to be humane as a as a leader there's a way to be I don't think missing your son's wedding is is a good trait so let's just put that on the record right right um and I think there's certainly something to work life balance you know I took a week off last week and still probably work 30 hours mm-hmm. you know regular week 60 to 80
2: mm-hmm.
1: and like but I have hundreds of people that could do just about everything for me so I don't need to do Mm-hmm. 60 or 80 but I love it and I do it and I, mm-hmm. that's what I do and I'm 58 and I, you know I'm I was sitting listening to John Matsell yesterday all day it's just phenomenal and John's 75 and the, the guy is just like as going as hard and and full tilt as he ever has cuz he loves it he's in his sweet spot he's like a genius at leadership and communication and uh and so like that's what it takes. Mm-hmm. And so if you're starting at the bottom and you are confronted with this kind of list, you better get it with the program because someone's right behind you, they're gonna run you over and you're gonna miss mm-hmm. out. And that's mm-hmm. that's how things get better. That's mm-hmm. meritocracy at work. Um, it's just the best. There's been no other system other than you know, capitalism enshrined uh kind of, wrapped with some common sense you know it's good to care for people you have to you have to know when people are about to break because if you break them they're dead and then you lose them you don't want that um you need some good time off you need a good recharge you need to get sleep like you need to find your rhythm but there's there's no way around this kind of list if you do if you don't want to be successful that's what it takes
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. sorry yeah
0: <laughs> yeah well it's 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 interesting right and i don't i mean i'm trying to think about my career and you know, places that I've worked, especially younger. And something I think has changed probably in the last five or six years, because when I moved, I moved to LA in 2009 during the great financial crisis, nobody was working. Everyone at my age was like, dude, we were working crappy jobs. I was valeting cars at the Hollywood bowl and working for free at a production company. Like, you know, (laughs) and yeah. And there's something, something has changed you know? And like, I remember, you know, I had a very, very high intensity, high expectation job for five, five, six years that I absolutely loved. And what I thought was interesting is the CEO there, he was like a worker. I mean, he was like, so but it was like, the job was also semi-seasonal, you know, so there was like the summers, we worked in advertising, advertising chills out a lot during the summer. And so he would go really extreme. And like, Hey, we're gonna take time off and yeah. we're gonna we're That's gonna fun. like be chill and I'm not I'm gonna go on vacation and not respond to anything for two weeks and yeah. figure it out and then but then it was like, okay, we're in go time. Right. And he was there from seven to eight, yeah. seven in the morning to eight or nine at night. Yeah. And like it's almost like it's almost like there's this idea that balance or working hard is like a, a bad thing or it's abuse or it's mm-hmm. and I feel like I could just go on so many rants about this um but let's okay so keeping on the same topic because you've said you know you sort of used yourself as an example Mm -hmm. how important do you think it is for you as the leader to show that level of focus and intensity because i think maybe sometimes that's where the gulf is sometimes where there are some workplaces where it's like man i see the executives or the people that are you know up high they're not working hard they're just Right. You know, one thing I know is the people that I've worked for that demanded a lot of me always actually did more than I ever did or could anyway. Totally. And so how, how do you think important, how important is that for someone setting a well, culture at a, at a place? That's just the law of credibility, right? Mm-hmm. Like I can't ask someone to do something that I'm not doing
1: and I can't expect things out of people that I don't expect out of myself. Mm-hmm. So if I expect people to work hard and be engaged and diligent mm-hmm. about their job and go the extra mile. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I'm not doing that. They're not going to work for me for very long because they're going to lose mm-hmm. respect, and mm-hmm. they're basically going to say this guy doesn't practice what he preaches, and mm-hmm. I'm going to go find someone who does. So, absolutely imperative if you're demanding of uh, something of someone else to live up to those kind of standards. It's basic, basic leadership one hundred one. You don't don't ask people to do things that you're not prepared to do or have not done yourself on the way up, mm-hmm. you know, in your journey. And so, but again. That to me is so common sense, but uh, you know, sometimes that's not very common. But I think the way you do it, you can bring people. I've always tried to just bring people along with me. You know, I'm not really the guy in the office, you know, with the door closed and right. uh, coming out, barking orders like you know, a couple times a day. We don't have offices, we're remote, but like that's just not how I've done it. I, I I'm always trying to bring people on the on the train you know like you want to hop on let's go right and it's gonna gonna be hard work and we're gonna do all our things and but then we'll have fun right we'll take time off we'll do do life um and so i just like having people come with me and that and i like them seeing my life i like them to like engage enough and look and and be able to learn without me saying things just by observing what i do and how i do it so you know it, you, you've got to you won't keep people long term if you're not being truthful and uh mm-hmm. having having uh something worth emulating in your own life for them to, to want to follow you. Mhm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. Um I think it transitions into uh just kind of this next mini topic before we we close. Um David uh Ogilvy is legendary advertising genius. man his book his book confessions of an ad man is like a must read he is just he is he was a genius an absolute genius um there are uh, a few different i saw i saw a tweet today some of his uh, a few days ago some of his business principles i want to run through some of these quickly uh and just you know kind of riff on them um the first one is you know he said we admire people who work hard <laughs> we dislike passengers who don't pull their weight on the boat mm-hmm. uh He says, we admire people with first-class brains because you cannot run a great advertising agency without brainy people. I think what he means there is just people who are willing to think (laughs) and think deeply. Mm -hmm. Um, He said, we admire people who avoid politics, office politics, I mean, Mm -hmm. which I thought was really interesting. Let's talk about that for a second. There is just in any workplace, there Mm -hmm. is office politics. And Mm -hmm. I love he just says... we admire people who avoid it, like we're just not going to play that game. Right? Um, and you brought up a meritocracy uh, just right. a few minutes ago. Uh, maybe let's talk about that.
1: Yeah, everyone
0: despises
1: that person
0: who's trying to climb the ladder
1: by pushing other people down. Mm-hmm. That's essentially what office politics is. It's mm-hmm. promoting and big noting yourself over coworkers, either behind their backs or straight out in front of them, and talking about how good you are and how bad they are, right? Either subtly behind their back, like just insinuating certain things about so-and-so colleague of yours didn't really put in the time, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, The opposite is a thousand times better, and this is the opposite. Praising your colleagues, giving credit where credit is due, celebrating other people's wins, and basically, being so self confident in your own ability to do things, you are not a small person on the inside that needs to push other people down to elevate yourself. If mm-hmm. you do that in the workplace, the people at the top will see that and you will be promoted faster than you know what to do with.
2: Mm-hmm. Because
1: they know that, you know, if, if, if you're the kind of person that loves to promote and see other mm-hmm. people win, you are a winner. Mm-hmm. And and you're not petty, and, and you're not small. You're, yep. you have a big enough spirit and vision to celebrate other people's victories. That's the mm-hmm. way you move up the chain, and that's like the politic thing. No, everyone hates it. It's mm-hmm. just so small. And mm-hmm. and, and you know you have managers that are trying to impress the you know the C suite or whatever, and they're pushing juniors down, and they're not. Junior comes with you know a great idea, and they've taken credit for themselves.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Just you know, apart from not being Christ like, right? Like, remember, you know, we, we're mm. overlaying our faith in, in our everyday work. Um, man, we're that's the opposite of how Jesus yeah, it's lives. just that's, lame, it's yeah. just lame, it's just weak yeah. and lame. So, yeah, but, and it doesn't work, it's not a long-term It's so strategy. obvious, and
0: it's, it's so obvious. obvious, right? It's so literally everything you just said are the remaining. Seven ones of these. He said. He said we despise people. He says we despise people who suck up to their bosses. They are generally the same people who bully their subordinates. Uh, He said we admire great professionals, the craftsmen who do their jobs with superlative excellence. We notice that these people always respect the professional expertise of their colleagues in other departments. And he said we admire people who hire subordinates who are good enough to to succeed that succeed them. We pity people who are so insecure that they feel compelled to hire inferior specimens as their <laughs> subordinates. Yeah. Um, I love the language. This yeah, it's so old like, school. Oh, yeah, it's he's so 70s. old school. Sixties, seventies,
1: yeah. right? And, uh, yeah, yeah, no, it's it's awesome. <laughs> it's a throwback. Yeah, um, it's uh, ki- kissing up and, and kicking down is, is the term you know I mm-hmm. use, and I've been around some of those people um, mm-hmm. and over my life. I remember a guy who would kiss up so good. You hardly knew he was doing it. And for many years it was, it went unnoticed that he was kicking down and Mm -hmm. really doing things to, to people under him that were atrocious, like, Mm -hmm. like abuse, you know, not, not physical Mm -hmm. or sexual, but it's just, it was mental abuse. Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it eventually came out and, uh, Mm -hmm. and it's kind of shocking, you know, when Mm -hmm. you see it, but, Mm -hmm. uh, he was, he was a master manipulator at it, but most of them are much more obvious than that mm-hmm. and you, you see it pretty quick and so yeah, those people don't watch like them
0: around me. How do you um, how do you sniff that stuff out and mm-hmm. then and then correct it? and then I guess how important is it and again we're talking to people who you know yeah. the person that this matters to is someone who leads a bigger organization. but right. I assume the culture that you start at the beginning is the culture that grows with you 100%. So how in the early days of Tithely uh, or sure any organization you've ever yeah. led, in the early days, how focused have you been on protecting some of that um, culture?
1: I mean, before I was a leader, I was a follower, you know, and I, I'm still a follower, too, just because I lead in some areas. I doesn't mean I lead in all areas. So, you know, I think you come into, you know, a work environment where you're there to contribute, you've got skills, um, you can learn and get better at those skills. But I'm, I'm here to make the product or service better, right? In the church world, same thing. I'm here to make it better. If I'm on a leadership team. I want to add value to mm-hmm. whatever it is we're all focused on doing. Um, so I think you, that's where everyone starts. You don't start at the top. You start mm-hmm. out serving someone else's vision. Um, and, and then, you know, you, you, you grow along the way. I think that it's the one of the hardest things is dissecting people's motives sometimes. And the bigger you get, the further removed you get because there's management layers. And so that gets even more difficult. Um, you know, it's just hard. So you got to have really, loyal people that you trust that you've been in the trenches in the fire with that mm-hmm. will tell you the truth about certain things. Mm-hmm. And so that you can make the decisions, but deception is deception. I mean, like deception is, is like, I got <laughs> deceived about something for a long time and I didn't discern what the truth was. Hopefully as you get older, you, 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 are quicker to it. Um, but it's just, you know, it's a thing. So you gotta keep you've gotta have trusted people around you that can tell you the truth It's probably another good thing because they're gonna act a certain way in front of you because you're the boss and then they're gonna act and do certain things around other people. So you want I, I always have spies at every level.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like I have <laughs> yeah. people in, in that I probably have been in the organization a long time and may have not led be a leader because either they don't wanna be or they're really good at what they do and they're happy like doing what they do, right? They don't particularly want to manage people, but they're super loyal to the Mm -hmm. organization, Um, whether it was in church or, you know, in business. And, I, I, you know, every now and again, I'll make a Mm bunker. And and I I will literally jump like three levels of leadership down to have a conversation with someone that I trust if I've got some issue. Mm -hmm. And so, like, I got something rumbling and I don't know, I'll go to this person who has... Kind of know skin in the game. They're they're a worker. They love their job. They've been around for years. They will tell me the truth, mm-hmm. unbunched. Mm-hmm. And you know, once or twice a year, I've got to do that.
2: Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> it's a
1: technique that I don't I don't kind of know if people agree with it. But you know, I had people. I knew I, in in church life, there were people that if I wanted to get a message out to the congregation, I knew they would whatever I told them, mm-hmm. they would tell everyone.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. If I if I didn't want something to be known, I wouldn't tell them.
0: Wouldn't tell them,
2: yeah.
1: But if I wanted something to, to go, go through the like the church grapevine, hmm I would, you know, grab five minutes to have a coffee and I and I'd say, Hey, you know we're thinking about doing this and this and this and uh, you know, I'm like keep it on the demo for now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> within like minutes. I got You're getting emails. Oh, You're getting right. emails hours later. Look, That's it, amazing. It, it
1: sounds a bit kind of kind of sinister but you know you gotta it goes both ways you gotta have loyal people why is this a
0: serpent why is this a serpent innocent as a dove right yeah yeah exactly uh, Exactly yeah thank you man for rescuing that scripture (laughs) week no i love it it's so true it's so true especially and and not to derail us but i think when you are leading something whether you're a pastor whether you're a leader part of your job is a protector and sometimes Mm -hmm. to be a protector you gotta um within integrity and within conviction you gotta you gotta protect the you gotta protect yep. the flock yep, you know uh, so anyways uh dean as usual this has been amazing thank, thank you. you hey if up. you're listening uh do us a massive massive solid and uh like the show leave us a review rate it follow us on youtube um we're just continuing to hear from people uh who love listening so um yeah we will see you next week thanks for being a part of kings and priests we'll All talk well. to you soon